0: This episode is brought to you by Krishna Krishnanos. Yeah. Good morning. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita. We are continuing from where we left yesterday. Uh, we had started on a new chapter yesterday. That was chapter 17 and we had completed till verse 6. So we are going to do verse 7 onwards. Uh, just a small recap of what we did yesterday. Yesterday we had done that, there are too many things in this world which are basically the parameters or the way in which we can describe the prakriti. So Krishna says there are 28, some other sages say there are 3, somebody will say 5, somebody will say 7, somebody will say 17. Depends. Every individual sage has its own interpretation. And that is the reason why there is so much of a discrepancy. So he said that everything is one and the same. The doubts are arising in the minds of human beings because we believe that there might be some kind of a difference there. But Sri Krishna says there is no such difference. So we will continue from where we left off yesterday. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is chapter 17, the last message of Sri Krishna, verse 7. We will do 7 and 8 together for us to understand. O best of men, it is owing to their mutual interpretation that the categories are enumerated in a relation of cause and effect according to the view of the particular exponent. Verse 8 says, In the same category, be it cause or effect, all other categories are seen to be included. So, here Sri Krishna is explaining to Uddhava. He says, owing to their mutual interpretation, Now what does this mutual interpretation mean? Suppose you belong to a particular caste or a community or a religion. You will have your own interpretation because you are from that particular sect or religion or whatever. You have a biased out view. That is whatever is the... Outlook of yours, it is going to be biased and tainted because you are following that. Say for example, somebody who is in the current yoga is following the Kriya Yoga mark. Okay. Now, people believe when they read the Yogananda, the autobiography of a Yogi. And then they go to Lehri Mahashay and all these past masters. And they come to a particular place where everybody believes that there is a great sage or a saint whose name is Babaji. So anybody who is following that track will continue to follow the track. And whatever interpretation that is given by them, they will insist on it that that is correct. Now let us take some other religion. Now this I gave you one. Now let us take another religion. Okay? If we take Shaivism or if we take Vaishnavism or if we take Christianity or Buddhism, Buddhism will have its own views. Try explaining the other views to a Buddhist. He will not even accept it. He won't even say, yes, this is right. Because right from the beginning there interpretation is based on their narrow tenets. Alright? It's equally like that in case of even Vaishnavism or Shaivism. Those who are the believers of Vishnu or those who are the believers of Shiva, they will be so narrow minded that they don't want to accept any other thing. And this is the cause of the problem. So he says there is a mutual interpretation. Amongst them they will mutually interpret. Now let us take not Shaivism or Vaishnavism but Hinduism as a religion. They will have completely divergent viewpoints from any other. Like Islam. They will completely diverge. They will say no what they are saying is wrong. Islam will say what these people are saying is wrong. It is bound to happen because He says, the categories are enumerated in relationship to the cause and effect. What is the cause and what is the effect? The cause. Now let us take for example, why do we feel hot? Feeling hot is the effect. What is the cause? It is the sun is very high up in the sky and this is summer vacation, so you feel hot. Now, It rained yesterday and this is winter season. That is why you feel cold. So isn't this how the cause and the effect goes about? So let us look at it from our own narrow point of view. Why is it that some people say that in India you have to be a vegetarian? Why do they say that? Because that is how it has come from past. Killing animals, it's not a good thing, they will say. So let us take for example, Jainism. You know, Jain, they don't want to kill. They detest killing. So naturally, there is so much of influx of those kind of thoughts that anybody who is there will believe in that aspect only. They say we cannot eat onions and garlic. Why is it? Onions and garlic cannot be eaten for what purpose? And then they will come up with some kind of a scientific explanation. Now this scientific explanation is based on certain facts which you are deliberately pulling it out. Why do you have to deliberately pull out those factors? Because you want to prove that you are right. So do you understand this cause and effect is exactly like that. If you want to prove that you are right, you can, you can devise an entire strategy. okay, And you can put all the proof together and say, this is right. Now let us take for example a person who is a lawyer. What is his job? If he is fighting a court case. all right, His job is to take the side of his own client. Though he may think that the other person is right or he is right, he is not supposed to make judgment. The judgment comes in the end. That is given by the judge or the jury or whoever is concerned. He is not supposed to make any statement like that. He cannot say a judgment, but he can definitely defend his client. So what is he going to do? He is going to put forward all those points which will make his client look good. Now you may say that he is doing the wrong thing because you are supporting the other party. Like say, for example, the case of Amber Heard and her ex-husband. Everybody, everybody was thinking that, oh, we cannot have this kind of a thing happening in this world. In today's day and age, there is the Shiv Sena on one side and on the other side we have Arna Mukherjee and Kangana Ranaut. So whose side are you going to be? If this party can put up their own plus points, they can put up their plus points. So it is all dependent on the individual point of view. So who is right and who is wrong in this? This is the question you need to ask yourself. When you take sides, when you believe that somebody is wrong and somebody is right, are you taking sides? Yes. Why? Because you get tainted by looking at the object. You look at the object and you get tainted. Yesterday we were watching some small movie. In that, there is this person who does what is called as a kind of a, uh, you know, they don't like this uh, Valentine's Day. So this boy goes and he tries to break up the couples over there in the park when they are sitting together. So there is an older couple. Now that belong, now this couple is already a married couple. And this person tries to break them up and he tries to, you know, do all kinds of things. So the person says, See, I have a daughter, you can talk to her. So he, he calls up the daughter. Says, How do I know that you are the daughter? So and he behaves in a very rowdy manner. The next day, the same girl turns up as the teacher in a school. So when she comes as a teacher in the school, The whole funny point over there was he literally falls in love with this girl the moment he sees her. Alright? And the funny part is this that he keeps on trying to follow her and say sorry to her. She looks at him and she says, you know what? I am a good looking girl. And that is the only reason why you are coming and saying sorry because you want to be in my good books. Which is a fact of life. A person does things only because they are good looking. See, you will look at a woman only when she is good looking. If she is not a good looking person, why will anybody bother about her? Do you understand this? The whole black and white issue in America is because of this reason only. It's the looks that matter. And that is how we get biased. Now this is in the material world. In the spiritual world also, all the sages and interpreters, whoever is the interpreter is biased to the core. Why? Because he can only see certain causes and certain effects. He doesn't look at the whole thing. The greater picture is not visible to anybody. This greater picture has to be understood by everybody. But nobody understands the greater picture. And that is the reason why in the material world we have so many differences. Everybody is allowed his difference because he is a narrow-minded person. You cannot have The whole picture. You see, we have limited vision. Hmm? And because we have limited vision, that is why there are so many divisions. In spirituality also, there are so many divisions. There is Advaita. There they are talking about Dvaita and here they are talking about Advaita. Why? God is only one. Everything is one. Advaita. Dvaita, God is there, I am here. See, why is that interpretation? It is the way in which the gunas are manipulating. It is the way in which maya comes into the picture. So he says in the category it is a cause and effect. All other categories are seen to be included. So in some cases, some people will say there are three Someone will say there are 5. Somebody will say there are 10. Depends on whatever you want to say. What happened to the 28 total? Oh, they are included in those three. You know, we have, say, 7 over there, 8 over there and the rest over there in the third. Okay. Alright. So, there are three main categories, they will say. Somebody will say there are five. Hmm? How do you describe these five? Now let us say 5 into 5 plus 3. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) there there is the way of looking at it. How can you distinguish? So this is the problem which we face in the material world. Because interpretation. Because everybody is enumerated in relation to cause and effect according to the view of the particular exponent. Whoever is there. He is going to stick to his point of view, he says this is right. So we will move to the next verse. So we are doing Uddhava Gita chapter 17 verse 9 now. Therefore, we accept as true the causal order and enumeration of the categories upheld by the different exponents. Just as their mouth utters them. For there is a reason behind them all. So what we do is, we say, okay, this person is right. See, let us take three scriptures. Hmm? Let us take the Bible. Let us take the Quran. And let us take the Bhagavad Gita. In, in in our religion, we don't have a book like Bible or Quran. But just understand. The Bible says certain things. The other two will refute it. The Quran says certain things. The other two will refute it. The Bhagavad Gita says something. The other two will refute it. Simply for a very, very simple reason. That is because the exponent, whoever is the person who is interpreting those scriptures or the books, is insisting that this is how it is if a christian says if you are doing this you are going you are a sinner you will go to hell okay so as per that scripture the bible says you will go to hell so you go to hell right there straight away You will go to heaven and you will enjoy the heaven. In our world, no, you have to go through a karma, a process of karma and rebirths. Hinduism says rebirths. The other religions don't even bother about rebirths. They say no, there are no rebirths. Who is right? And who is wrong? Everybody has their individual point of view got it therefore we accept as true the causal order and enumeration of the categories upheld by the different exponents whoever is the exponent whoever is the person who is written it or exp- you know expressing it to you or giving you a satsang or just interpreting it for you that person just as their mouth utters them And there is no reason behind them at all. There is no reason, It is they are just interpreting it for you. It is written, so it is the truth. Can you say anything beyond that? You are not even allowed to. Try raising one issue in another place. They will throw you out. Actually throw you out. They'll say, oh, he's talking all, you know, blasphemous things. He's blaspheming. Now, in some religion, you have to go through a whole court process. And in some religion, you have to go through a short process. The person can say three times the word and your marriage is over. Everybody interprets it in the way they want to. Somebody comes up with trying to find out an in-between path. Now, who is right in this case and who is wrong? So we will move to the next verse. So you you are getting the gist of what is coming? So, we are doing chapter 17 from the Uddhava Gita. We are doing verse 10 now. Some hold, since a man, under the grip of beginningless nascent, cannot realize his self unaided. The omniscient giver of knowledge must be a different being from him. (laughs) Here, Here Sri Krishna is explaining to Uddhava. He says, first and foremost, nobody knows the beginning. Does anybody know the beginning? No. The Bible says the beginning happened When the God made the world in so many days, right, then he put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. This is their interpretation. Science says no, there was nobody on this planet earth. Hmm? Due to different things coming together, the formation happened and then the creation happened and blah, 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 blah. Science has its own interpretation. Here the interpretation is okay, Prakriti is the mother. She created all these creatures. So who is right? There is no way in saying who is right. Frankly, because nobody knows the beginning. See, some hold since a man under the... Grip of beginninglessness. Where is the beginning? There is no beginning. Can you understand this? Why are you saying there is a beginning? Think. What is being said over here is literally like an endless stream. Just goes on. We don't even know where it is beginning. We don't even know where it is. End. There is no beginning and there is no end. We are somewhere in the middle. And in the middle what happens? Every few thousand years there is complete destruction. Right? There is the ice age coming in. Maybe some planet comes and smashes onto the earth. Something happens. The whole race is destroyed, everything goes under underwater. We don't know what happens because actually we were not there then. We can try to find out. Think about it. What am I saying? We can try to find out. Alright? Now let us see. If I do an excavation, alright? I am going to do an excavation of a particular place. Now when I am excavating, I am only going about 10 feet below. Like say for example, the Red Fort in Delhi. What I am going to find is only the remnants of the Mughal era. That's it. Do you think I will find anything beyond that? I will not be finding it because whatever is beyond that is hidden still below. Do you get what I am saying? The same fort could have been used, I mean the same land could have been used during the time of Mahabharata by the Pandavas and the Kauravas. And Indraprastha could be there. And if you keep on digging, 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 maybe you go 25 feet, 50 feet, 100 feet, maybe you will find some of the remains of those kingdoms. Who knows? There is no way of knowing. Even in Egypt or in, say, Europe, they are still finding things which may be 2,000 or 3,000 years old. Beyond that, they don't know. It's only when the artifacts are seen which are high up above the ground that you can say, oh, in the cave or inside some kind of place that we say, oh, this is 7,000 years old or this is 10,000 years old. So our knowledge is so limited. We don't have any clue. Anybody can come up with science from their own point of view also. Somebody will say that today there's a big bang. Other person will come and say, no, there was no Big Bang. So what is right in that? The new Nobel Prize winner who is there this year, he has come up with completely different story. Who is right? Frankly, nobody has any clue. Because there is no beginning and there is no end. We are somewhere in the middle. And in the middle the fluctuation happens. Every couple of thousands of years the whole world comes inundated and then there is nobody there and finally somewhere down the line maybe the human beings are born. There is no way of saying. And this is where the problem lies. The way of interpretation is absolutely narrow. We have no clue. Some hold since a man under the grip of beginninglessness cannot realize the self unaided. Now, if I have to actually understand where this whole thing is and who is this God and who is this self and who is this soul, the Atma, how will I know? Without any aid, without any person or books or knowledge, I am not going to understand anything. But please understand one thing. Cannot realize the self unaided. The omniscient giver of knowledge must be a different being from him. So here, because the sages and saints and people who have written the scriptures and the books and all... They are only in that era and age. They can give only a part of that era or age. They are not the omniscient giver. They are not. They are only having that specific knowledge pertaining to that specific period. So they cannot give me the entire knowledge about the self or God. Who can give? The only person who can give is God himself, isn't it? No other person can give you that knowledge. This is the main problem. So he says, the omniscient giver of knowledge must be a different being from him. Those people who are interpreting that there are 3, there are 7, there are 10, there are 20, there are 15, all these different, different figures, they are not God, they are not omniscient beings. They are not the person who can give us the perfect knowledge. Got the answer? And that is why since they don't know actually beginning, what is the beginning, actually what is happening, they can go in a meditative state. See, understand this. Those who do meditation, they can only interpret certain things from their limited body point of view. Beyond that, who can interpret anything? You you will be lost for words. Did you get it? You are going to be lost for words. That is why any human being, even if he becomes a saint or a sage or whoever, he will be at a loss of words. Because he is interpreting in a different way. And he is himself in a narrow band. So his interpretation is not going to be complete. It will still be in the narrow band. So, we will move to the next verse now. We are doing the Uddhav Gita, chapter 17, verse 11. On these points, others hold. There is not the least difference between the soul and God. Therefore, it is futile to make a distinction between them. And knowledge is but an attribute of Prakriti. Now Sri Krishna is going to give the different approaches. How do people hold this approach? He says on this point, on the same point, that is whether it is 3 or whether it is 5 or 7 or 9 or 10 or 15 or Vepar, Purusha, Prakriti, everything you know three gunas, you name it everything put together and the interpretation which everybody has given he says on this point some people will say there is not the least difference between soul and God got it some people say that there is no difference between the soul and God the soul is the same as God Some people interpret it this way. Therefore it is futile to make a distinction between them. And the soul is God. So don't make a distinction between them is what they say. Soul is soul. But it is God. So there is soul inside you. And there is God inside you. Did you understand? This is their interpretation. They say, some of the sages say that you have a soul inside. That is God. They insist that that is God. And that is the reason why we cannot make a distinction between them. And then they say this knowledge is the attribute of prakriti. The knowledge, the understanding that you have. The understanding which you have that the soul is God. Hmm? is told by whom by this some people some people over there on these points others hold they hold that there is not the least difference between soul and God there is no difference between soul and God this is what these people insist on telling you alright so <laughs> now we will do the next one what do they say Right. We will be doing verse 12 from the chapter 17 of the Uddhav Gita. They say the Prakriti is but the equilibrium of the Gunas, which are Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. These Leading respectively to the maintenance, origin and destruction of the world belong to the Prakriti and not to the Atma. So they are continuing to say this. The Prakriti is but the equilibrium of the Gunas. Mother Nature is the balance of the Gunas. Remember there are three Gunas. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. And the whole Prakriti, the whole universe is a balance of the three. If you want to have an interpretation this way, I can show you how the interpretation is. In this material world, today's day and age, there are lots of people who are Rajasik in nature. They want to earn money, they want to live a a very comfortable life, they have cars, they have. Bungalows, they have money, they have power, they have fame, fortune, everything that they want, they have. These are Rajasik people. Then we have the Tamasik kind, the lazy fellows. They don't want to do anything. They will say, this is so hard, this is so tough, I can't do it. They give up everything. They will keep on complain, 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 24 bar 7. They will just keep on complaining. They will say, how can I do this? You see, I don't get the money. I don't get this. I don't get that. And they love to blame the whole world except themselves. Today, there is a pandemic. How do you expect me to survive? Today, there are so many issues. This work from home. Work from home means what? How do you expect me to go ahead and do something? It requires me to be there somewhere else. I can't come to office. And because I can't come to office, I don't know this. This person is not giving me the inputs. That's why I can't do the work. If you look at this person, the same person, you can actually interpret him as a complete lazy person. Giving reasons that somebody else is not doing the job because of this and because of that and this one is doing like that, and that one is doing. Every human being, he loves to give this kind of a reason. So this tamasic person loves to give reasons galore. Every time, interpretation is always reasoning. So he falls in the category of tamoguna. Now, from these two, we come to the third one, which is called the sattvaguna. There are very few people in this world who are sattvic in nature. Their nature is kind and compassionate, loving and caring. They are disciplined people. They get up, they praise the God, they do the prayers, they they worship everything that is there around. They are very conscious about the world. They are very environmentally conscious also. They will not drink this and they will not drink that. They will not have any bad manners. Blah, 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 blah. So there are those kind of people also. Have I finished in all these things? Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. So three kinds of people exist in this world. Likewise, there are three kinds of animals, three kinds of birds, three kinds of insects, three kinds of fishes. Don't you think there are? There are some birds which are very, very And they will eat only uh, grains and all those kind of things. Then there are Rajasikh birds. They like to rule the land. They want to eat all kinds of nice stuff. So they will not, they will want fresh kill. You know, some bird or some animal which is fresh. They will kill it and they will eat it. That is the Rajasikh kind. And then the Tamasik one. After everything is dead and gone, they want to eat only the remains of that, like the vulture. So there are three kinds, And there? Every human being is also like that. You, if you look at your own self, if I say you are sattvic, there will be a lot of rajasic and tamasic nature in you. If you say I am rajasic person, because I want to achieve, I want to do this and I want to do that, there are Rajasik people. Those who want to win the world. Those who want to destroy the world. They, they, they want to make a lot, a lot of money. You know, those kind of people. So if I take these kind of people, people like say Vijay Malaya or you know, a fellow who owns Alibaba and all that kind of. When you look at them, wow, they want to make money. But do not do they have Tamasik guna also? 100% they have Tamasik guna. Look at him. Look at Malaya or look at this Jack Ma or look at any of this person in the world. Do they have a good quality? Of course they have good quality also. They are sattvic also. They donate to charities. They talk well. Blah 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 blah. Everything. So every human being has a sattva, rajas and tamas. So here he is saying the prakrutri is an equilibrium of the gunas. Which are sattva, rajas and tamas. These leading respectively to maintenance, origin and destruction of this world. Maintenance, origin and destruction of the world. See, look at it from this perspective. Alright, now let us take for example, a person called Jack Ma. Alright, now in his company, he, he was in Alibaba and all those kind of companies that he had. Look at his the number of people that he employs. He makes a lot of money and he also employs a whole load of people there is an entire backbone in his company from uh, you know procurement to manufacturing to distribution to networking to everything is there so then what happens the same person he was doing this now he started another company Alipay Okay, which went on to become Ant Financial. Ant Financial was supposed to come up with a major issue. It was supposed to be registered in Hong Kong. 70 billion dollars, blah blah, all those things. Alright, what happened? Suddenly in one particular meeting, he start started trashing all the people in the world. Especially the financial like regulators. You see, if you are staying in one house, you cannot talk bad or ill against them. Think about it. Can you talk bad about your own company and your bosses? No. Can you talk bad about the people who own your company? No, you are not supposed to. If they come to know and if you do the statement in front of them, they will throw you out. That is what happened to him. So the and financial issue never took off. Today it is floundering because he has to go and beg pardon from everybody. See, this is where the problem is. So if I look at it from this, there was maintenance, there was origin, new company could have started and there is destruction in his world. Three things happened to his life. Let us take your own example. As a human being, what are you doing? Look at it from your perspective. You are a grown-up human being. See, okay? Now, so many years of life, you have been working for your maintenance, for the maintenance of your own life. See, when you started off, at the age of, say, 20, 24, 25, whatever age that you started off in your life, you used to earn your money and you would buy stuff for yourself. Now, if you are a man, naturally, you would have bought a bike, you would have bought a car, You would have bought something for your own self. Some people will say, I want to buy photography equipment. Somebody will say, no, I want the best cell phone in the world. I buy only iPhones. People say this. They do all these things. So for their own maintenance, they do that. Then what happens? They get married. When they get married, the wealth distribution happens two ways. Now they have to look after their wife. Or if you take the other way around. A woman, she was working earlier. Now she gets married. Maybe her husband is not earning so much. So she has to take care of the house. So that money which she would have otherwise spent in her makeup kits and, you know, whatever things that she bought about. Maybe she went on on uh, journeys and trips and all those kind of things. All that is gone now. Why? Because now you have a husband and you have to spend for that. So you are going to actually spend money inside the house. And then together you dream of making a house. Together you think of making a, you know, owning a car. And the money goes towards the EMIs and this thing and that thing and payment of this and payment of that. And if you have enough money, then it goes towards saving. So now you were earlier working for yourself. Now you are working for two people. Alright. It is you and your spouse. Few years later, you have children. Now, you are making your money not only for yourself because earlier you could spend on the fancy phones and cars and trips and this and that for yourself. After that, your wife When your wife comes, suppose you are a person who would do mountaineering, rappelling and all those kind of things. Now you can't do mountaineering. Now you can't do rappelling. Now you can't go for deep ski, sea diving and all those kind of things. Why? Because you have a wife. Right? All those things which you did earlier, you can't do now. Maybe you had a nice royal enfield you know, the fancy bike that you have in India or maybe a holiday with sun, you would go on the bike. Do you think you can do that now after you are married, sir? You Can't do that. Once in a while, your friends will call you and say, Hey, are you coming? We are going to Nandi Hills over here. Oh, Sunday, I can't come, man. I have to go to my in-laws' place. Finished. Then children, like I said, when the children come, you have to think of their studies. Full day you are engrossed in the studies. Yesterday, one of my disciples asked me this question. This person would wish me for every Diwali. Why is he not wishing right now? Something must have gone wrong. Something is there. Some problem is there. Blah, 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 blah. I said, what is the problem? There is no problem there. Can you not understand the reason why the person is not even talking to you today? This is the pandemic. Earlier he would send you one message or maybe he would write to you. Now he will say, I have to work the whole day, work from home. I have to look after the children. My wife is also home most of the time. You know, where is the time in the world? I sit the whole day in front of the you know the phone or the or the laptop and I have to keep on doing all the work. Where is the time, ma? So the children occupy a lot of their time. You become you were earlier your own boss. From that you became the. You became a chaprasi of your wife or your wife became a chaprasi of yours. Chaprasi means a pune, Okay? And now you are the person who is earning for your children. So afterwards, you become a person who is looking after the children. Did you see the perspective change? Now you are a servant of your children. They want to go to fancy schools. You want to put them in some fancy institutions. You have to pay money, sir. For which you have to slave. Harder and harder and harder. This goes on for many years. Till they get married. And if they are still staying with you. Finished. So. Your retirement is not at all there. You are still a servant. Did you see that? And you keep on cursing yourself for doing this. You know. And that is the problem in your life. Now what do you do? There is a very beautiful, uh, I mean a comedy, a stand-up comedy, if you can watch it. It is there on Netflix. Hmm? Um, He is a comedian who plays with those, you know, uh, what do you call that? He is a ventriloquist. Jeff Dunham. So Jeff Dunham has got three daughters. Alright. And he has got twins. Sons. Which were just born few years ago. Now these daughters are already teenagers and grown up. These children, these young boys, they are very very small. Because it's his next marriage. Now what happens is, he has to contend with those older girls. They have their own idiosyncrasies, and now he has to bother about these twin boys. How difficult it is! These twin boys, he is around 58 years now. Okay, Jeff Dunham is around 58 years old, and his wife is, I think, 20 years younger than him. This is how it is. Now, he's got these twins, and he's 60 years old, nearly, let us say. People say, oh, you are their grandfather? (laughs) So do you get the point? Now, this is what he means over here. Sri Krishna is talking like this. He says, these leading respectively to the maintenance, origin and destruction. Now, when we now bring the same subject back to spirituality. See, I gave you in the material world, this is how things happen. From young age to the old age. How things differ. So everything works in these three gunas. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Everything works in the order of maintenance, origin and destruction in the world. Now, so now we will come to the spiritual aspect of it. In the spiritual aspect also these people, the sages, they are also interpreting the whole thing together like this only. There is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. And there is maintenance, origin and destruction. And that belongs to Prakriti. Everything is done by Prakriti, not by the Atma. Remember the previous verse where he says Atma is God? Here he says everything in the material world is done by Prakriti. Alright? These three gunas also. So the nature... So did you get these examples which I gave you? It is the nature of the person that makes him like that. It is that individual nature of the person. If you want to literally become a tamasic person, you can definitely say, what am I going to do man? is changing and the whole world is crumbling. My boss is bad. My wife is bad. My husband is bad. My children are the worst. I am just like a servant to everybody. I don't know what I am going to do. I have so much problems. I have tensions. I have problems. I have no money. This is how every person talks. So did you get it? and they blame it on it is the nature it is the nature of the person to talk like that so if there are people who are all these crybabies all their life they will keep on crying all their life oh this one is like that that one is like that then there are some people for no rhyme or reason they will keep on getting angry over Oh, that person is a stupid person. That person is worthless. That is one like that. He sh- they will keep on giving expletives and keep on getting angry over no rhyme and reason for everything. And there are some people in this world who will say, Kya karega? Nothing happens. My world is all like this only. I am just going to sit and do nothing. So, there are all kinds and they all blame it on the nature. So, it is the individual nature which does this. The Atma doesn't. So, we will come to the next verse now. We are doing chapter 17, verse 13 from the Uddhav Gita. Now, knowledge is said to be the outcome of sattva, activity of rajas, and ignorance of tamas. Time is no other than God who can cause the disturbance among the gunas and tendencies identical with the cosmic prana. Now this verse is a little tough to understand. Knowledge is said to be the outcome of sattva. Sattva guna See, look at it from the material worldly point of view. Those who are sattvic in nature they will never say I don't have time. They will say, I find time to read. I find time to increase my knowledge. I have time for everything. I write. I read. I learn. They don't keep on complaining. They will never say they don't have time. They will get up in the morning. They will do their daily oblation, whatever the ablution, whatever that is. They will do all that. They will find time for everything. If they have to cook in their house, they will cook. They will send their children to work properly, their husbands or whoever. Under people who are always bright and sunshiny and doing their work, and as well as reading the scriptures, and they don't waste their time watching television and all these kind of things. No, once in a while they may indulge in it, but they don't waste their time at all. So knowledge is the outcome of sattva. There are people who are interested in coming first in class. If you ask them something, they will say, Oh, I have to read, I have to study, I don't have time for other things. Do you want to come for a movie? No, sir, I have got these examinations coming up. I will not come. From the beginning of their life, they are built like this. Their parents have also seen them grow like that when other children are playing, they would be reading their books. Some of them, in today's day and age, they would be constantly on their computers, doing something or the other, doing research, blah 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 blah. They would be making some object. They will be interpreting some. They will be trying to solve problems. So, from beginning of life, they are more interested and keen on study and knowledge. When you are busy in the world. Study, when you are reading, when you are gathering knowledge, where do you have time for doing wrong things in this world? You have kept your mind busy in becoming intelligent. So do you think you will have fine time to drink? It is when you don't have anything to do that you will think, you know, what am I going to do now? I am bored, you know bring out the bottle. Why? Because you have nothing to do in this world and because you have nothing to do in this world, you will bring out the bottle. But if you have no time left for anything except constructive activity, then you are not going to be bothered about it. No, you don't have the time for anything. One of my old disciples, from the past. Uh, This lady would work in one country and go to another country and work over there. Because she was bringing up her children. Her children were growing up. She had to fend for everything. She was busy 18 hours a day. So naturally there is no time for nonsensical things in this world.
1: Likewise
0: in your life also you will do the same thing. Sattva guna puts you on the path of knowledge. Knowledge and understanding. It will teach you a lot of beautiful stuff. That is what he says. Knowledge is the outcome of sattva. Activity of rajas. Now let us say you want to become rich. your, Your job is only thing. I want to become a billionaire. I want to make money. I want to make a name and fame for myself. There is one person I know constantly he will keep on writing here and writing to this one and writing to that one and he wants to become the president of India. So he wants to build up relationships with everybody. So he he makes comments on political activity blah blah all those kind of things. That is Rajasic nature. There is another person who will always be looking at what went up, what went down. You know, he is always interpreting the charts. He is always stuck up in that. Oh, today reliance is going up, tomorrow this has come down, HDFC is not doing well, ICICI is doing this. When you ask this person, he will talk only of figures and this and that. And somebody else is being bothered about how to raise funding, how to raise this, how to do that. That is Rajaguna. And in the Rajaguna, It is always activity, 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 activity. And this activity is not driven by the first one. In the first one, the focus is somebody else. Remember, in Sattva Guna, the focus is not you. It's not I, me, myself. I don't want to become rich. I have to take care of somebody. That is Sattva Guna. In the Rajaguna, I have to be the greatest thing in the world. I am the richest. I want to be strong. I want to be powerful. That is what Rajoguna is talking about. I, me, myself. And that is activity based. And then ignorance is tamas. What am I going to do man? There is depression in this world you know. You know 2008 I lost everything. Their day starts with nonsense. And their day ends also with nonsense. They have nothing to do. What are you doing? Nothing. What were you doing yesterday? Yesterday was Saturday. I got up at 11.30 in the morning. You got up at 11.30 in the morning? Yeah, man. What am I going to do? A previous night, Friday night, I, I, I would have gone. No. Yesterday, I just sat down. Some friends had come over. We opened the bottle and we were just sitting and talking. It went on till 2 o'clock. This is how they talk. We call them pakka bevda. <laughs> These guys are lost. They don't have, they have nothing to do. We call them waste. Admi <laughs> waste Gone case. Waste. Useless fellow. So like that. So it is full of ignorance. If you ask them something, who is the new president? I don't know anything man. Why should I bother my head? He's not of India, no? so I don't know. Who is the Indian president? I don't know. (laughs) They will say that also. So these people are ignorant to the core. Did you get the point? There. Time is no other than God. For them. Now this is how the distinction has happened in this world. Time is no other than God. Please understand. Time is essence. Time is something. Now this, this line I will explain to you in the coming week. Please remember. You have to join me next time to understand the half of this because time is none other than God who causes the disturbance amongst the kunas. And tendency is identical with the cosmic prana. Tendency vritti we call it vritti. Your vritti, the way you are, the way you are actually is connected to the cosmic prana. How it is? It is based on the cosmic prana. And who is time? Time is God. See, time is no other than God who causes the disturbance amongst the gunas. This balance half of this particular verse, I will do the next time when I join you or when you join me. I have to say I join you because, you know, I hope that you will join. <laughs> because I will definitely try to be there. But it is, you know, my pleasure to see some of y'all joining. Thankful to you all. All Alright. So I will stop over here. This is still verse 13. Half of the verse we have done. The remaining half because it's an important verse. We will do the coming week. So I will see you all. You have a great day. And take care of yourself. Bye.